Hello, Chirocasters. Let me tell you why I needed my three favorite companies just yesterday. Three new patients called yesterday. Each one of them saw my website, so we needed Now You Know to help me with that. We had a whole lot of patients in the office yesterday, so Chirite helped me with documentation. Every single one of our notes was put on Chirite. And PCD was influential because the three reported findings we had yesterday, each of them sat down uh, and signed up with PCD so we can to provide them with cash-based, amazing chiropractic care. Today's podcast is a little more somber, but very inspirational. Here's the podcast. As many of you know, last week, my father-in-law passed away. Lisa's dad. And... Um, he was really an amazing person. I am very blessed to have had him as a father-in-law. You know, a lot of people complain about their in-laws and make all these jokes and whatever and about all oh, the in-laws, right, right, right. Um, but I will tell you that um, if you really think about it, like your own parents are the people that we complain about a lot too. So it's not like in-laws have like the fix on complaining uh, because we're always complaining about our own folks. Um, but my in-laws were amazing and are amazing. My mother-in-law is amazing and my father-in-law was spectacular. And I wanted to teach you some lessons that he taught me uh, in his honor. I think he would like me to tell you a little bit about things. So I came up with five lessons that he taught me, especially in the end. He had cancer. Uh, he was 80 years old, still practicing medicine uh, three or four years ago. Um, running around, teaching at Columbia University up in New York. Uh, the guy was just, un, just non-stoppable, right? Uh, still seeing you know, patients you know, all days, or constantly just moving, moving, moving. Everybody loved him. People would wait in his office for three hours to see him because he was so amazing. And there was no complaints. It was, I was like, I can't believe it. It was like, this, they expected, if you go see Dr. Freeberg, you're going to be waiting three hours. Uh, so I want you to, just as, as one, that's not even one of the lessons, but I'm going <clears> to <throat> add that as another lesson. <clears throat> Never think that waiting is a bad thing, right? Waiting is a good thing. People wait for people who are worth it, right? So get out of your head that waiting is a bad thing, because that's not true, you know? Um, you wait for something that you like, right? You're, it's totally worth it. If you went to the Taylor Swift concert last weekend, um, and you were waiting for her to come on, you just sit there and wait, right? Because if you love Taylor Swift and you paid the money to be there, right, you're totally okay with it. Um, but anyway, but then they found out he had cancer and he had this crazy radical surgery that not many people survived from, but he did amazingly well. For three years, he was totally awesome. And it was just really in the last several months that he kind of uh, went downhill. But here are the lessons that he taught me in the hospital, watching him uh, in the last several uh, months of his life. Uh, number one is always smile. No matter who it was, uh, whether it was a nurse, a doctor, an aide, uh, you know, someone cleaning a dressing, whatever it was, or one of us, he was always smiling, making us laugh. Even the day before he passed, uh, someone, uh, there was a, a male nurse that he had never seen before. Um, and the guy was enormously tall. He was like, probably could be a basketball player. He was super tall. So I, I'll never forget my father-in-law when he he kind of only had one eye open because he was so kind of in and out of consciousness at that time. But he looked like this, and he was like... And it made everybody laugh because he was so tall and such a difference from the 
you know, more petite nurses that were, uh, you know, working uh, with him. It was just really kind of funny. But he always had a kind word. Everybody, even this gentleman, thank you so much. He was always, thank you. I appreciate it. He, was, he made everybody laugh. The, every doctor and nurse um, in that hospital or the different hospitals he was in were just so gracious with him and went overboard to help him because he was such a great guy and a great spirit. Um, number two is, is be a rock. <clears throat> I, I have never seen someone go through so much stuff and be totally strong about it. So he went through surgery after surgery after surgery after surgery and the guy just, like, they're like, I don't know, I don't know if he's gonna make it past this one. And every, every one of them, he made it. He was so strong. He taught me a lesson in strength that I will never forget. Right? I, I cannot believe the amount of fortitude this man had in the face of such adversity. And he kept on going and going and going. And I, I, I will always remember that because, you know, so, so many of us have these little complaints, you know, and if you really put in perspective, the, the complaint that he was dealing with was way, way, way bigger. And he went through it with a smile and he went through it every time. And they said it couldn't be done and he went through it anyway. And it couldn't be done and he went through it. It was actually quite impressive. <clears throat> um, and that leads to never give up, <clears throat> right? The, 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 the thing that I think is so valuable that he taught me was that you, you don't give up, right? You keep on pushing it and fighting and one of the things he said to me a couple of months ago after he had yet another surgery is he looked me in the eyes and he said, Drew, this is just another battle. He said, I know eventually who's going to win the war. I get it. But I'm going to win every battle I can. Right? So I take each day, instead of saying, oh my God, another thing, I say, another thing and I'm going to get through it. Right? And he said, I expect it. I expect it. I expect the challenges to come, and I'm ready for it. And, and I'm not going to, you know, just wilt away from the challenges. I expect them. I'm okay with it. I get it. It's, this is what cancer is. This is what it does. I'm just going to be okay with it, which I thought was an incredible attitude, you know, that he taught us uh, with, with that. <clears throat> uh, number four is family is everything. Um, Lisa has three other brothers, uh, and all of us, and what, all, three of us lived here, Lisa and two of her brothers, and another one lives in Boston, but we were together all the time. We just surrounded him with love. From the moment this first happened, <clears throat> when he was there up in New York, we flew up three weekends in a row to make sure he was okay. Um, and then her other brother went, since they moved down here for chemo and everything, would be here all the time. It was very rewarding to see how strong the family unit was. Uh, and that's what he, you know, what he would tell me all the time is, is family is everything, right? right? Family means so much. During a crisis time, you know, it's so important to have family and close friends in order to, to lean on, right? We need to lean on, on them during these hard times. And he leaned on us, and, but we also leaned on each other, right? So it was sort of a group kind of an effort thing, and I really appreciate, you know, that kind of understanding. And the last thing <clears throat> is always remember where you came from, right? So he and I had similar backgrounds where we both came from nothing. Um, he, you know, came from, he was very, uh, his parents didn't make a whole lot of money. They had a small store, uh, a pharmacy uh, store in Philadelphia. Um, so he had to 
work when, since when he was very little in the store to help support his, his folks. Um, when he was going to college and, and then medical school, uh, he had to support himself, work through all those things. He ate mostly peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That was, his, that was like his main meal two times a day, a lot of times, because of how you know, impoverished uh, they were. <clears throat> but, but he said, always remember where you came from because you know, as, a, as a doctor, you know, you're going to make unbelievable amounts of money, you know, more than you ever dreamed was possible. But always remember that you came from nothing, if you did come from nothing. Um, because it makes you very humble to the service that you're giving, right? And to realize that you're not doing this to make the money, you're doing this to provide the service, and the money comes as a, sort of a secondary kind of a thing. Like the more you give, the more you receive. Um, and when you, are, when you are humble to your beginnings, it makes you appreciate things more, right? So, so many, I see so many people go through chiropractic, so many of my colleagues and classmates and stuff who've done excessively well, and that is their entire focus of their life. And when, if, when money becomes the focus of your life, you start being very unfeeling, you start being very callous, you start slipping, things start slipping away. So I see people with all the trappings that you can get in life, but they have no family because they've gotten divorced and their kids hate them and all these other things. That's not success then, right? Because to me, success is not just having a great uh, amount of money. It's, it's really nice. You know, I've, I came from nothing too. We lived in a small apartment, you know, for all my entire uh, young life where I was on the pull-out couch in a, in a one-bedroom apartment. So I know what it means to come from nothing. We shared you know, that. Um, but I see friends of mine who slip, um, and they don't get the humble beginnings, uh, and they don't give back. Right? That's another really important thing that you, know, you have to, to do is when, when you, you, if you start making money, make sure part of it you're always giving back to whatever church or religious organization you belong to or whatever other organizations that you feel are, are, are worthy organizations. You know, you're, sometimes people say, well, when I make a certain amount of money, then I'll start giving. That's really not a good time, right? The best time to start giving is right now. <clears throat> and there's two things you're gonna to give to. Number one is to charity, but number two is to yourself, right? One of the most important things that he taught me was pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Right? You get your first, the, the paycheck. Right? Because if you don't take care of you, nobody's going to take care of you. So don't wait for you to be at the end of the, of the deal. You have to make sure that you're taken care of too, but also make sure you're taking care of charities and other organizations as well. So he taught us some unbelievable lessons. And <clears throat> one of the most important things, and I'll never forget his, his last words to me, which was, stay tough, stay strong. Right? So even in his last moments, that was his thought, is to, what can I do to help others? Right? What can I do to inspire you? And I think those words will always ring true for me because it's, you know, life is not easy. And I don't mean life university, I just mean, I mean life. <clears throat> but the life university is not easy either. Um, life is not easy. I know you guys got boards coming up tomorrow, which is why some of you are not here, right? Um, and I'm let me just tell you one thing. If you don't know it today, by today, you ain't knowing it. So really, you can, you can go home and study, but if it isn't in your brain already. You're, you're, it's already in your brain. 
Right? Everything you need to know for boards, who's taking boards tomorrow? Oh, no, none of you guys. Okay, the people who are taking boards, they're not here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so everything you need for boards, everything you need for OSCEs, it's already in your brain. You've already heard it. Right? So when you're studying, it's not studying to learn, it's studying to access. Do you understand the difference? Right? So you need to access that. And that's the same thing with staying tough and staying strong. Believe in yourself. You wouldn't have gotten this far if you weren't supposed to be here. Right? And that's what I think he was trying to, to, to tell me. Is I look back next year as my 30-year anniversary here in chiropractic, and I, I couldn't have made it this far if it wasn't for being tough and being strong. But you have to keep up, right? Just like when, when you start to exercise and you start to develop the, the body and the, 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 that you want, once you get to that body shape and that body size that you want, the, there's only one way to keep it there, and that's to keep it up. That's to stay tough and stay strong. It's the same thing in chiropractic. You've got to always be vigilant, always be learning, always be on top of these things. And these are the things, even to his, his dying days, as he was a medical doctor, even to his dying days, he was still reading journals. He was still listening to audio journals. To his dying days, taking CE credit lessons. To his dying days on his laptop. To the fact, a week before he passed, he was still at home, still reading <clears throat> medical journals, right? Never stopping at 83 years old. So what an incredible man he was, what an incredible father-in-law. I had the blessing you know, to have uh, the privilege of, of having him as my father-in-law. And what a, a, even though obviously it's sad um, to have someone pass, but we celebrate his life. And I, I was thinking of what B.J. Palmer thing to read this morning and I couldn't come up with anything. Um, but this came to me and I wanted to share this with you in his honor, so I appreciate you listening.